Burr exclusive on the production. Your experience just got serious. Season two. Yes. yes. So look, my bad. I know I'm supposed to be dropping these every single week, but I ain't gonna cap to you. I just got the new Xbox Series X. What? So I spent the whole week last week playing it. And it kind of slipped my mind to record episode for last week. So I'm going to give y'all a double-double this week. Not insane. We're going to break down week 20 and week 21 of the National Basketball Association. Welcome to 10 on the Clock. I'm Tyrone Smith. Rome to Exclusive Hustle Bandit, Sneaker Bandit, 4-Point Island, Lock em Up Rome, Daytona 360, Alive and in the Flesh, Back in the Building, Back in the Building. Hell yeah. So we ain't going to waste no time. We're going to get right into week 20 of the National Basketball Association. There's a lot to talk about within that week. But you know we got to see what them numbers was hitting on because I seen them numbers was looking kind of crazy last week. So let's talk about it. So we're going to start out this episode with Monday last week. And we're going to start out with Pablo Bancaro. He scored 29 points, shot 10 to 18 from the field, 0 of 3 from 3, and 9 for 11 from the foul line. This is important because this is the first week I've done where no player scored at least 30 points. Damn, damn, damn! Did have 12 players score at least 20. Led by Joel Embiid with 27, Brandon Ingram with 25, Jimmy Butler and James Wiseman and Emmanuel Quickly and Hamadou Diallo and Julius Randle and Tyrese Maxey each had 23. Malcolm Brogdon and Terry Rozier had 22. Marvin Brett Bagley had 21 and James Harden had 20. Tuesday. Tuesday. John Morant put up 39, shot 15 to 29 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3, and 9 of 11 from the foul line. He also added 10 rebounds and 10 assists in the game against the Lakers. Luka also had 39 points, shot 14 to 25 from the field, 3 and 9 from 3, and 8 of 12 from the foul line. You also had six other players score at least 30. Led by Bradley Bill, who had 37. Giannis Antetokounmpo had 33. Tyrese Tyrese Halliburton and Jamal Murray each had 32. Mikael Bridges and Trey Young each had 31. Wednesday, Wednesday. Donovan Mitchell had 44, shot 17 and 32 from the field, 4 to 12 from 3, 6 of 7 from the foul line. 10 of the players scored at least 30. Led by Jason Tatum, Zach Levine, and Damian Lillard, who each had 41. Brandon Ingram had 40. Jalen Brunson had 39, Devin Booker had 37, Bojan Bogdanovic had 34, Cam Johnson had 33, Giannis had 31, Desmond Bain had 30. Thursday, Luka Doncic had 42 points, shot 13 to 22 from the field, 7 to 13 from 3, and 9 for 11 from the foul line. You have four other players score at least 30, led by Kyrie Irving who had 40. 
Joel Embiid had 35, Jordan Poole had 34, and Kyle Kuzma had 30. Friday, Friday. Julius Randle put up 43 points, shot 16 of 25 from the field, 8 of 13 from three, three of four from the foul line. You also had 10 other players score at least 30, led by DeJounte Murray, who had 41. Mikael Bridges had 38. Anthony Davis had 38. Devin Booker had 35. Jalen Brown had 35. Jimmy Butler had 33. De'Aaron Fox had 33. Dame had 33. DeMar DeRozan and Pablo Bancaro had 31. Saturday, Saturday. James Harden had a 38-piece. Shot 11 to 26 from the field, 5 of 9 from 3, and 11 for 11 from the foul line. He also added 9 rebounds and 10 assists to snap the Bucks' 16-game winning streak. And three other players had at least 30, led by Giannis, who had 34. Joel Embiid had 31, and Bam Adebayo had 30. And Sunday... Sunday. Paul George had 42 points, shot 12 of 23 from the field, 4 of 9 from 3, 14 of 15 from the foul line. 17 other players scored at least 30, led by Zach Levine, who also had 42, 13 of 23 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3, 11 of 13 from the foul line. Damian Lillard had 41, Jason Tatum had 40, Anthony Davis had 39. Emmanuel Quigley and Shea Gilders each had 38. Kevin Durant had 37. Devin Booker had 36. Kawhi Leonard had 34. Luka Doncic had 34. Mikael and Bradley Bill each had 33. Jalen Williams had 32. Jalen Green had 31. Julius Randle had 31. Kyrie and Desmond Bain each had 30. And those is what the numbers was hitting on for last week. Let's induct another member into Four Point Island. You think you can do this to me? The newest member of Four Point Island goes to the Boston Celtics. Y'all had a 22-point lead after the first quarter against Brooklyn. The last time y'all played them, y'all had a 30-point lead against them after the first quarter. In that game where y'all had the 30-point lead, y'all had a plus 13 to win the game by 43. This time around, y'all have a 22-point lead going into the first quarter, and you go minus 32 for the rest of the game and lose by 10. Damn, damn, damn. I'm not understanding why Boston is having these big leads only to end up blowing them. Teams now realize that just because they're down a certain amount of points against against the Celtics, they can still come back and win the game. Boston, I'm going to need y'all to get it together. But as y'all getting it together, welcome to Four Point Island. Let's talk about them locks. All right, so the week before last week, I went 8-1 in my predictions, which gives me a record of 97-59. and So the games I was focusing on last week was the games on Saturday, March 11th. Here were my selection of games. In my upset special, I had the Clippers to defeat the Knicks. I had the Jazz over the Hornets. 
I had the Pacers over the Pistons in my lock of the night. I had the Heat over the Magic, which ended up turning to an L. The Celtics over the Hawks. The Bulls over the Rockets. The Mavericks over the Grizzlies, which ended up turning out to be an L. The Thunder over the Pelicans. The Warriors over the Bucks in my game of the night. And the Kings to defeat the Suns. Those were my selections for last week's games, which gives me a record of 7-2, which puts me at 104-61. Stop playing with us. Quite impressive, if you ask me. Let's quickly get into these stories. The main story last week was John Morant. Apparently, well, not apparently, because the photo came out, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. And if I was Ja, I would sue, even though I got all the money in the world. I would sue because why put out the picture? What was the point of putting out the picture? They always trying to bring down the African-American, the young African-American male who's young, is still learning maturity in certain aspects, but he has money, so he's able to do whatever. Trust me, I'm pretty sure that that strip club lost a lot of business going forward because now they feel their privacy isn't protected. But neither here nor there, John Moran was on Instagram Live with a gun. It ruffled a lot of feathers. Let me just say this. I don't condone gun violence. I think that guns should be... I think they should be selective of who, who gets guns. And I know the freedom of, you know, the right to bear arms and all this other stuff, but it's too, it's too much gun violence, too many mass murderers, mass shootings, all that other stuff. So I'm not, I'm not a real big component of guns. That's just me. That's my personal opinion. It is what it is. But let me just say this about John Moran, because everybody wanted to throw him under the bus and he want to be a gangster so bad and this, that, and the third and blah, 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 blah. I'm not defending what he did, but I'm just kind of, I kind of want to give people a perspective. Ja is a young dude. Understand that Ja is a young, he's a young dude. Not only is he a young dude, he's a young African-American dude. And it's so much hate and pettiness and just envy and greed that a lot of people go through that will make the most desperate person come out of the woodwards and will attempt to do anything possible to get just a piece of anybody's success whether that means they gotta stick them up at gunpoint pistol whip them do whatever they need to do to get their watch their chain a little bit of money that they have on their po- in their pockets their shoes whatever the case may be when you're desperate especially in a time like this this isn't the greatest of times right now there are a lot of people, hardworking people who are struggling to pay bills. And you got to imagine, just imagine you're not working and your bills is piling up. You seeing this young guy who's doing the, the gritty, he's making millions and millions of dollars. He got his own signature shoe. He's popping right now. You see that guy and you get envious, you get greedy. You want, you want some of his success and you will take it at any cost whether that costs you years in jail whatever the case may be it's a pat on your back it's a stripe on your armor that's just what this is a lot of people will come with the defense well that's what you pay security for this that and the third 
But a lot of us are stubborn And a lot of us young people Are very stubborn We feel If we're able to do it on our own We're going to do it on our own Now I can't speak for his upbringing You know he grew up with both parents You know he he had a, a nice life This that and the third Whatever the case may be You don't know all, all the, 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 the facts of his life But he's young And when you're out People will try anything And everything To get what you got Social media is also a Unfortunate Drug that a lot of people Cannot get away from Social media ruins A lot of great things It'll put the stamp It'll put the perspective in people's eyes Of something that is Just simply not True People get on the gram and post guns All day every day But because he's a 200 and something million dollar Athlete with his own signature shoe It's a difference And when people say well just don't go out You can't tell a young successful Person to stay in the house And do absolutely nothing Stay in their hotel and absolutely do nothing You shouldn't be a prisoner To your success And if you gotta carry it on you To make sure that you're good at all times Then be my guest and carry it But don't put it out to the public Because the public will take it for something that is totally not And now everybody makes these John Morant jokes And this, that, and the third And I think it's ignorant I really do think that the jokes is ignorant Because like I said, you don't know what a person is going through You don't know what type of demons he's fighting What type of threats he's been getting Or Threats that's been made to him You don't know nothing You just you just going off what you see You see him on the court He out there balling And then he comes out with a gun on, on, on Instagram So we don't really know But please chill with the John Moran jokes Y'all more than likely I'm not saying I'm not saying that it is the case But I'm guaranteeing That a lot of people are going through A lot worse Than what John Moran is going through right now those be the main ones making the jokes Like how you gonna make jokes And you going through what you going through right now You wanna be the Facebook comedian But you going through way worse Than what he possibly can be going through So chill on that I stand I stand with y'all I hope he gets the help that he needs He gonna be away from the team for a little bit But that's something to talk about in The upcoming episode But I hope he gets the help that he needs And Surrounds himself with better people Whatever demons that he's fighting right now I hope he can come to grips with him And realize that everything is going to be okay And he should not be a prisoner of his fame Shout out to the Dallas Mavericks and Phoenix Suns For playing some enemy type basketball A lot of people talk about how friendly the NBA is Everybody go work out together and do all this other stuff They be seen out together The banana boat crew, all that good stuff but I really watched Dallas and Phoenix games And I can tell that these teams really do not like each other Luka don't like Phoenix because he feel like Phoenix talk a lot of smack Phoenix don't like Dallas because they, they put the whooping on them in game 7 Which was quite embarrassing as a Suns fan To have to sit there and witness this and have everybody in my face Oh yeah, what's going on with the Suns? Yeah, it, it, it was quite embarrassing But it's good to see Intensified basketball out there Teams that don't like each other 
out there trying to prove a point, trying to one up the other team. I love to see it. And I like what Devin Booker said there. Everybody want to be buddy buddy. Well, now you have two teams that really don't like each other. It's beat there. I like that. And continue that. And hopefully both of these teams can get it together because they're kind of struggling right now. But hopefully these teams can get it together and they will meet up in the playoffs again. I want them to meet up in the playoffs with KD, Kyrie there. I love to see it. Golden State was on a quite a bit of roll before they lost their game Sunday against the Lakers. They had they was winners of five of their last six games. People always talk about how injuries is the detriment detriment of a team, but I've always looked at injuries in certain cases as a blessing in disguise. Mainly because a lot of teams depend on one certain superstar. And it shouldn't normally be like that. I think they should depend on the whole team, make it a balanced attack, make it a balanced attack. Everybody eats, you good. Now with Golden State, you have your usual uh, suspects. You have Clay, you have Draymond, Jordan Poole has kind of stepped into and stepped into the role and kind of been that guy. But now you have guys like Kaminga, Lamb, Ty Jerome. When their minutes increase, their productivity increased. And we and I one of the knocks that I had about Golden State was they was too dependent on their young players. At this point, their young players have to step up if Golden State wants to sniff at the championship once again. But I think they're doing it and they're doing it at the right time. So shout out to Golden State. Hopefully they can they, they got it all together. New York, New York, New York, New York has been on a roll. They played a double overtime classic in Boston. I do not understand how Jalen Brunson was not an all-star. But shout out to Julius Randle. Shout out to Emmanuel Quickly. Shout out to the whole Knicks team. That team, it seemed like it's gelling and it's clicking on all cylinders. They got Josh Hart at the trade deadline, which I feel like is the perfect player for the type of basketball that the Knicks love to play. New York is going to be a scary out for any team in the Eastern Conference. They were on a nine-game winning streak up until the point last week, Sunday, where they played against the Celtics. And I'm just, I'm happy to see that New York is finally putting putting it together and they're out there balling. Well, not as of late, but they have been balling up until the recording of last week's episode, which is this week. You get what I'm trying to say. They, you know, they've been playing some inspiring type of basketball. And if they can continue that, then they're going to be a tough out for any team in the Eastern Conference. And that is week 20 of the NBA season. Prayers to Brandon Clark, who tore his ACL. He will be out for the rest of this season and possibly a significant portion of next season if he doesn't miss the whole season entirely. Shout out to Dylan Brooks for being the first player to be suspended due to technical fouls. Luca, Draymond, y'all up next. And shout out to Anthony Davis for one, being healthy enough to actually play in these games, but two, actually playing up to his true abilities. 33 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, three blocks last week. This is what you want to see from AD. Current week now, the Lakers, I'm trying to tell you, 
They doing all this without LeBron. If LeBron come back, I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be some scary hours in the West. But they still they still got a they still got an uphill battle to climb. They're currently tenth, right there up there with Utah and New Orleans. They playing in sixty nine games. They got thirteen games to go. So let's see how they let's see how they finish it out. But that's week twenty. I appreciate y'all rocking out with me as always. I'm Tyrone Smith. Wrong to exclusive hustle bandit sneaker bandit four point nine to lock them up. Wrong. Daytona 360 signing out, and we about to transition into week 21. Episode, Episode two. 2 Yeah, boy Double duty I'm not doing this again I gotta stay on my consistency, man I gotta keep pumping out weekly episodes I do not like the fact that I gotta come back on the mic After I just recorded the episode to give another episode simply because I was being lazy and wanted to play Xbox all week. I did it. Welcome to the double double edition, a 10 on the clock. The intro has been stated in the previous episode or the first part of this episode. So if y'all want to know who I am, go back and listen to the first part of the episode. Before we get started with this episode, I do have some unfortunate news. I got the news Friday that this show did not make one of the final finalists for the best basketball award podcast, which is an annual award that sports podcast awards do every single year. We didn't get it this year. Got him. Coach got it last year. Wasn't able to get it this year. Got him. Coach was up for best comedy pod sports comedy podcast didn't finish in the final selection of shows to be considered. And while I am disappointed, one thing I do not take is rejection very well. So I'm coming for the rest of this year going forward as hard as I possibly can to get myself back into nomination mode. It is what it is. I know what I have to do to get there. I'm willing to do it. All of the personal demons and everything that I was fighting from the previous year, which hindered all recording is now behind me. And I'm going to do my best to keep it behind me. And if it does somehow get to the forefront, I will not let it deter me from doing what I need to do. Let's get into this episode now. First off, we're going to send somebody back to Four Point Island once again. And of course, 
It has to be the hometown team, the Detroit Pistons, once again. The worst team in basketball this season. Trust me when I tell you, it's still Detroit versus everybody. But I don't know how I can continue to defend a team that that just consistently loves to lose. I just don't understand. Now, they didn't have a 16-game losing streak like the Spurs did or a 13-game losing streak like the Rockets did or even 11-game losing streaks like the Spurs and the Rockets did at one point in the season. But the Detroit Pistons are another team with a double-digit losing streak with 10. They did win a game against Indiana. That's great to see. But they were losers of 10. They have played some close games. They have a bunch of injuries to a lot of key guys. So a lot of guys that you will probably see either in the G League or maybe overseas or whatever the case may be. They are playing some significant minutes for this Detroit Pistons team, which are missing a bunch of players. On the positive side, James Wiseman and Jalen Duran looks to be a formidable front court for many, many years to come. Combine that with Kay Cunningham coming back, Jaden Ivey taking a step. Still got Bojan Bogdanovic, who's going to be a veteran leader, presence. Still have bigs such as Marvin Bagley, Isaiah Stewart. So the end, a possible top three pick. Hopefully, see how the ping pong balls go. They usually don't favor Detroit, except for the one time they got Kay. The future looks bright. But right now, it's it's just so gloomy. I still haven't been to a Pistons game. And fun fact about the Pistons, despite being so bad, according to basketball reference, they're in the top 10 in attendance, which is weird because when you watch Pistons games, there's nobody there. But I know what it is. It's that it's it's the it's the uh, it's the ice it's the ice challenge that they do where everybody be flashing their jewelry and their buffs. It's that they be in that section. They don't be in the they don't be in the common folk section. They be in that section with they with they jury on asking for somebody to rob them. Cause like why? But anyways, welcome to Four Point Island again. Let's get into these locks. First part of this episode, I did give y'all my games. So y'all know I did go seven and two, gives me a record of 104 and 61. The games are I'm focusing on today is today, March 15th. It is a seven game slate. So let's go ahead and pick some games. First off in my game of the night, I got the Sixers over the Cavaliers. In my upset special, I got the Heat over the Grizzlies. In my lock of the night, I got the Kings over the Bulls. I got the Lakers over the Rockets. The Celtics over the Timberwolves. The Mavericks over the Spurs. And the Warriors to defeat the Clippers. With them numbers hitting on. So let's start the day off with Monday. Monday. Joel Embiid had 42 points, shot 11 to 16 from the field, 1 or 2 from 3, and 19 for 19 from the free throw line. 
Four other players scored at least 30, led by Tyrese Halliburton, who had 40. Donovan Mitchell also had 40. Jalen Brown had 32, and Damian Lillard had 31. Tuesday, Steph Curry had 40 points, shot 14 to 23 from the field, 10 to 16 from three, two to two from the foul line. Eight other players scored at least 30, led by Joel B, who had 39. Kyrie and Lori Marketing had 33. Shea Gildred's Alexander also had 33. Bradley Bill and Anthony Edwards each had 32. Anthony Davis had 30 with 22 rebounds. And Mikael Bridges had 30. Wednesday! In 28 minutes, Devin Booker put up 44 points. Shot 17 to 23 from the field, 6 to 10 from 3, and 4 to 5 from the free throw line. Three other players scored at least 30, led by Christoph Porzingis, who scored 43, CJ McCollum scored 32, and Jason Tatum scored 30. Thursday saw Laurie Marketing score 31 points, shoot 11 to 22 from the field, 3 or 9 from 3, and 6 to 6 from the foul line. Jabari Smith Jr. was the only other player to score at least 30 with 30. <laughs> Friday. Friday! Donovan Mitchell had 42 points, shot 15 to 30 from the field, 8 of 15 from 3, and 4 of 6 from the free throw line. Eight other players scored at least 30, led by Joel Embiid with 39. Nikola Jokic with 37. Ephraim Simons and Mikael Bridges with 34. Jimmy Butler with 33, Scotty Barnes and Anthony Davis with 32, Anthony Edwards with 31. Saturday, Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler each had 31. Kawhi shot 14 to 22 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3, 7 to 7 from the foul line, while Jimmy Butler shot 14 to 25 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3, and 8 of 8 from the Six other players scored at least 30, led by Taylor Horton Tucker, who scored 37. Zach Levine and Steph Curry had 36. Shea and Trey Young had 35. And Jason Tatum had 34. And Sunday, Trey Murphy had 41 points, shot not 13 to 20 from the field, 9 to 14 from three, and 6 to 6 from the foul line. Five other players scored at least 30, led by Nikola Jokic, who had 35 points. He also added 20 rebounds and 11 assists. Joel Embiid had 34, D'Angelo Russell had 33, Julius Randle had 33, and R.J. Barrett had 30. Let's get into these weekly topics. First things first, I want to give a shout out to Fred Van Vliet. He got fined $30,000 for criticizing the officials very harshly. Not even, you know how people like side diss somebody? He didn't even side diss him. He like came straight at him and told him that he was doing a terrible job. So shout out to Fred Van Vliet for doing such a thing. And shame on the NBA for fining him $30,000. It's funny how the what the NBA is because they allow their players whether it's social, whether it's social topics or things along that line, they allow their players to speak their mind and say whatever they want. They don't let their play, they don't tell their players to shut up and dribble, basically. 
But when it comes to criticizing referees, they're always fine for doing such a thing. Now, I kind of can understand Tim Donahue kind of made it hard to trust referees, especially if you call them out because maybe they referee your game and they're giving they're not giving you calls that you would normally get. They're calling fouls on you that aren't normally fouls. Everybody has to suffer because that team, that particular referee has an issue with that team. But at the same time, when referees mess up, you put out these NBA two minute reports of every missed call or mistake that these referees are doing. Isn't that the same thing that these players are doing as well? Except, well, they kind of do it out in the open to like reporters. So they like people like sports shows, they get the sound bites of them. So I guess it is a little different, but y'all still critic, y'all still are critical of y'all referees at points in the game. The same thing that Fred Van Fleet is. He's critical of the referee at certain points of the game. What is the difference? Because one is done on paper, another one's done with a camera in their face. I don't think that I don't think that's fair. I think you should be able to if a referee messing up, then they should be able to they should be able to call them out with no repercussions. Now they calling them all type of names and you know insulting family members and all that other stuff then you know you have to kind of like yo we, we gotta find you for it but if it's within the course of the game and a player is frustrated with the way you call in that game then absolutely they should be able to call them out Kevin Durant got injured in warmups he's gonna be out probably for the rest of the regular season able to return from the playoffs and everybody is writing Phoenix off Without KD, they're not that great of a team, but they're still formidable. But I will say this. When I talked about Golden State, I talked about how injuries are the best thing that could probably happen to a team because it it, it lets guys step into roles that they normally wouldn't have had. It's up to them to either accept it or run scared of it. But a lot of them, because a lot of them want to play, a lot of them want to play in time, so they're going to step into those roles. And when the player comes back, that makes your team that much stronger. Let me just say this. Kevin Durant, first of all, he's not gone for the entire season. He'll probably be back for playoffs, which will make Phoenix probably a title favorite in the playoffs. Before KD got hurt, they was playing some inspiring basketball. And in the past six games, Devin Booker was putting up 32.7 assists, shooting 58% from the field and 41% from three. One of the best things that can happen to a team is when they go on a roll and they instill confidence within themselves. Look at Sacramento. You win a game here, win a game there, win two games here, win five games there. Now you're in the upper echelon of the Western Conference. Nobody's seen that coming from Sacramento. Phoenix is not dead, trust me. It may be a little rocky for the rest of the year, but Kevin Durant is coming back. And when he comes back, I think that instantly puts Phoenix back into the favorites to win in the NBA championship. And I shouted out Anthony Davidson last episode, but I'm going to give him his flowers this episode. He's finally playing like the best player in the NBA. But I wonder if the increased workload is going to be a bit too much for him going forward. 
Look, we all know he's fragile. You know, this isn't trying to make fun of him or whatever the case may be, but he isn't the most fragile of players. You know what I mean? The way he's playing right now makes the Lakers scary. You add that with the fact that now they got some outside shooting from D-Lo and Malik Beasley. Austin Reason came back. And then you still got guys like Lonnie Walker who played inspiring basketball. Before all of the changes, he can come in, give you a little added different type of flavor that you're looking for. Jared Vanderbilt. Like, this team is, is, is a solid team. But is this too much on Anthony Davis? Personally, I say no. I feel Anthony Davis right now is in the mold of trying to prove everybody wrong. He's in the mold, he's in the mold of taking the street clothes Davis moniker off of him. He wants to prove that he is one of the better big men in the NBA. And he also wants to prove that he is capable and willing to handle being the number one option for a championship team. And shout out to this long episode because I'm officially over with it. Sacramento is second in the Western Conference. You never would have thought that. Don't tell me you would have thought it because I would have told you it was a liar. Shout out to another rivalry game. Shout out to the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors. I'm loving these rivalries within the West. We need some Eastern Conference rivalries. Maybe Atlanta and Boston. You know, Marcus Smart through Trey Young down. Maybe you build a rivalry off of that. Here and there. Memphis got their first win against Golden State this year. And they, they, they put the beat down. And, 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 and I, I bet it felt so great for Dylan Brooks. Because he was doing all he do all this talking. And when they played Christmas Day, they was making him look like a fool. And he finally got to make him look like a fool. He tried to bait Draymond into a technical. That was hilarious. Shout out to Draymond for actually keeping his head for once in a while. But that was funny to see. I like Dylan Brooks to an extent. Just like I like I like Draymond to an extent. I don't like him when they play for this. I, I just pretty like that. Tyrese Halliburton. Shout out to Tyrese Halliburton who makes me dislike James Jones more and more with the way he plays. In the two games he played last week, he had 35 and 17. He outscored Houston in the overtime game that they had 12 to 10 in overtime by himself. He had 12 and the whole Rockets team had 10. He had a 40 piece within that, but the, the 12 to 10 overtime, that was impressive. And he also dropped 19 assists, 53% from the field, 36% from three, 95% from the line. He could have been a Phoenix son. He could have been a Phoenix son. And that's the episode. I appreciate y'all rocking out with me. The rest of these episodes will go back to the weekly schedule. I can't do this no more.